Contesting ships are on the field, and the activity is intense as pilots and mechanics swarm over the great metal birds, making last-minute adjustments and changes. Speed has been secretly warned by Chinese officials that the two boys must win the race or surrender airline supremacy in the far east. While waiting to test flight their own ship, they suddenly spy the crippled Chinese boy, Su Chi, and have him arrested on the charge that he is a member of the Tong Tong River Pirates. We now find the boys just as they have climbed into the pilot's cockpit of the mammoth new airliners that trade away. This green metal skin has appropriately won it the name of the Golden Dragon. They are about to take off on their first test flight, and the three powerful engines are softly idling, the propeller blades lazily turning over. The huge airliner looks like a sleek greyhound, eager to be off. Well, then, what do you think of this airplane? Oh, gee, it's too wonderful to be true. And look at all the instruments and switches and gadgets in this cockpit. I don't think an ocean liner has more dials than the grid. Quite a few things to look at, all right. You think you can manage it? Oh, gosh. This bus has everything. Well, it isn't nearly as complicated as it looks. But I'll tell you, kid, this job has every modern device known to air transportation. Believe me, they're getting these airplanes now so that they're safer to fly in than riding a bicycle. There's one thing for sure. You couldn't get another instrument in this cockpit even if you had one. Hey, what's this black box that sits down there between the two control wheels? Can't you guess? Let's see. Oh, sure, I know. That's the new automatic pilot we've heard so much about. That's right. It's the autopilot, or what the newspapers like to call the robot pilot. And that little black box will actually fly this big ship? I'll say it will. Fly it smoother, easier, and more accurately than you or I can. It's practically human. You mean that we can sit up here with our hands and our feet off the controls? And it will fly the ship. Absolutely. After you set your autopilot, you don't have to touch the controls. Oh, gosh, that's wonderful. But how in the world does it work? And it works on a gyroscopic principle, which is rather complicated to explain. But after we come down from this head top, I'll get out a diagram and go over it with you. Uh, is it working? Oh, sure. All you have to do is push this lever, like that. Well, I'll be hanged. Here, kid. 
I'll explain briefly how you operate it. And then after we take off, you'll see how it works. Fine. Oh, but you can't take off or land with it, can you? No, it hasn't been developed at that stage yet. However, engineers are working on that angle right now. There's no doubt that what in a few years this autopilot will be so perfected that it'll take off and land the ship just as easily as it now flies one in the air. Just think of that. Oh, but tell me, how do you operate it? What are those dials for, right in front of it? Well, you see those three dials there, don't you? Yeah. Well, that small round one in the center is called the vacuum gauge and indicates the amount of vacuum carried in the system. I see. Now, this larger indicator to the left is called the directional gyro. And with it, you set the course on which you want to fly. Oh, I get it. It looks sort of uh, like a compass card. That's right. Now, look here. By turning this knob, you set the directional gyro so it coincides with the course on the card you want to fly. For instance, if we want to fly a compass course of 90 degrees, we set this on 90. And is that all there is to it? That's for your directional control only. In other words, Jim, that gyro operates your rudder. Oh, yeah, I understand. All right. Now, this indicator to the right is called the bank and climb gyro. And with it, you keep the ship on a leather keel, both longitudinally and laterally. Ah, I get it. In other words, with this dial, you can set the autopilot so that the ship will either climb, dive, or make a turn. Yes, or fly level, of course. Let's put it this way, kid. The bank and turn gyro operates your aileron and elevator. Say, let's take the ship off. Give it a short hop. We need to see how this thing works. Okay, that's well. Here, I'll kick the tail around and we'll take off to the south. All set? Give her the gun. Doesn't this baby take off beautifully? Oh, boy, what power. But gosh, Steve. You can hardly hear those engines. Why, sure. This cabin is soundproof. It isn't like the old days, Jim, when the engines made so much racket you had to yell at the top of your voice. Those days are gone in play. And a great thing, too. All right. Watch it now. I'm going to engage the automatic pilot. There. Now we'll set our directional gyro on 180 degrees. We'll set our bank at neutral and the climb at 600 feet a minute. There. There you are. Now, look, Jim. Uh-huh. I take my hands and feet off the control. The ship's flying itself. Or rather, the autopilot's flying. How do you like that, huh? Well, I'll be a horned mortal if that doesn't beat everything. Why, look. It corrects for every little bump in the air. Oh, the ship rides as smooth as glass. Great stuff, huh, Jim? Now, she'll climb steadily at 600 feet a minute until you reach the altitude at which you want to cruise. Then you set her at neutral. You'll stay there until you change her again. And now, uh, let's swing around and go back to the field. I want Flash and the boys to make a few adjustments before we take this job up for the acid test. Now, look. I'll set the directional gyro to fly dead north. And now I'll set the bank for 30 degrees. Well, look at this ship swing around. Yes, indeed. It does everything you ask it to. Well, say, see, uh, what's this lever down here between the seats? Oh, that pulls your landing gear up and down and also operates the flap. Oh, sure. And this button here changes the pitch of your propeller. Oh, boy, there's sure plenty to think about. Every one of these inventions makes for faster and safer flying. Your supercharged engine and adjustable propellers increase the efficiency of your engine. The retractable landing gear increases the efficiency of your airplane. The flaps on the wings allow you a much slower landing speed, but at the same time, permit you to cruise much faster. 
and your autopilot gives you a smooth, comfortable ride. Sure. And it makes it easier for the pilot, which increases his efficiency, making for better operation and safer flight. Oh, and this soundproof cabin sure is great. Why, gosh, we can talk in a normal tone of voice. And just think, Jim, with all this comfort and safety, you're sliding through the air at 300 miles an hour. Well, I'll take out the autopilot and go in and land. Those three fellows standing on the edge of the apron watching us? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, I see. They seem to be... Oh, sure, I know one of them. The chap on the left. He's an American with the name of Butler. You see a lot of him, Jim. Yes? Who is he? Well, Butler's an official of the International Aeronautical Society and is here to see that the race is run in accordance with international air racing regulations. Oh, yeah, I see. But uh, who, who are the other two men with it? Well, I don't know that. I never saw them before. Hey, Butler's waving at us. He's motioning for us to come over. Well, fair enough. I want you to meet him anyway. I'll leave the ship here and flash and taxi it back to the hangar. I see him coming up the line now. Okay, I'll set the parking brake. Uh, is, is this it? Yeah, that's right. Come on now, let's get up. I'll introduce you to Butler. Okay. Oh, gee, this cabin looks funny with all the seats taken out. Yeah, we had to do that in order to have room enough to load our bags of stuff that we're required to carry. Yes, that's what I, I figured they'd been taken out for. All right, I'll get those done. Gee, this ship is so big compared to what we've been flying. This step seems ten feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah, you'll get used to it. Hello there, Mr. Butler. Ah, hello there, Mr. Butler. Glad to see you. Nice looking ship you have there. Eh? I'll say, she's a ship. Oh, let me introduce Jimmy Allen. Now, this is Mr. Butler, Jim. Very glad to know you, sir. Glad to know you, Mr. Allen. Say, we'd better have some introductions all the way around. As long as you fellows are all in the same race, let me introduce squadron leader Smith Phillips from England. He's flying the English entry in the race. Delighted to know you, Japan girl. Very happy to know you. And this is Mr. Iron Isvolkovich, pilot of the Russian engine. How do you do, my friend? Oh, most happy to know you, sir. Okay. This is the interesting bus you have there. The jolly old crate seems to have performance no end. I was just telling my friends, it appears you Americans will be unbeatable with such a big airplane. Eh, my friend? It's a beautiful job, there's no doubt about that. Well, thanks, gentlemen. It is a swell job, and we appreciate the nice things you said about it. We haven't been fortunate enough to see the English or Russian entries yet, but boy, is there anything like the friendship? It looks like a tough race. American airplanes are famous the world over. I fear we Europeans will get nothing but the rear view of the Golden Dragon. Eh, my friend? Oh, now listen. This race hasn't even started yet. A lot can happen in three or four thousand miles. Right, oh. These jolly flying buses can be as temperamental as a pretty chorus girl, eh, what? Uh, that's true. Uh, but can we match our skill with our American friends? They are known everywhere for their racing ability. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's all in good fun. We should do a lot to encourage aviation over here. Oh, excuse me. Uh, this is my mechanic. Right through it. Hey, I just got a message from Inspector Gordon. He told me to tell you that they can't pull that crippled Chinese guy by the name of Su Chi. Su Chi? Gordon said they couldn't hold him. He needs to be released. That's what Gordon told me to tell you. He just called up a few minutes ago. Gosh, What do you think of that? Oh, confound the luck. Why can't they hold him? That's good enough enough pirate. Well, I don't know nothing about it. Pardon me, my friend. You speak of a Chinese boy named Su Chi? Yeah, Su Chi, a crippled boy. Both his arms are paralyzed. Why, do you happen to know him? Yes, he is a crippled. 
And it is the one I am working for me. Working for you? Only this morning I employ a Chinese boy. He is to fly with me in the race. He tell me he knows the Chinese country very well. He tell me his name is Pussy. <laughs> the great international air race is about to start. The two boys find themselves arrayed against an Englishman, a Russian, and a native of France. But what does this mean about three teams? Join us in the next quad adventure for the start of this thrilling race around China. has come to you through the facilities of the World Broadcasting System.